Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and for those of you who don't celebrate anything, I think, uh, festive this time of year or religiously oriented this time of year, happy slower time of year so you can take a breath and get ready for next year. Or Festivus. Or Festivus, that's right. Whatever works for you. Festivus for the rest of us. But yes, indeed. So happy this time of year, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. This is a very uh, special time of year for Julie and I and our family. We always enjoy a, a little bit of a reprieve from the normal hectic schedules that we have kept ourselves to for the last three decades, being of service to all of you guys. And it's nice to see that so many of you are taking time off as well. We can see it in the comments and the happy holiday wishes that we've been getting from all of you. And we really sincerely appreciate it. And what we're going to be doing this uh, week is we're going to be giving you guys a little gift on the podcast. And it is something that Julie spent a tremendous amount of time on writing for all of you. And it's going to be really something designed to help you to be in a sort of almost permanent state of gratitude. But gratitude is the, I think, most powerful anecdote to any stress that you're experiencing in life, any anxiety you're experiencing in life, any fear you're experiencing in life. Gratitude has this universal way of really washing yourself uh, free of all those ego-based emotions so you can really be present with your surroundings and with the people that are around you. And that's especially important this time of year as really at the end of the day, some of you like Julie and I did made this mistake for a long time in our, our professional lives. We didn't intentionally, and that's the key word, take time off during the holidays. And that meant that when the new year rolled back in, we hadn't really reset ourselves. We hadn't given ourselves an opportunity to take a breath and we were hard driving and figured we didn't need it. But the accumulation effect of not having taken deliberate downtime, especially this time of year, um, it does uh, cost you in the first quarter of the following year. And one of the wish I wish Julie and I would have discovered something like this when we got married 30 years ago, we were building our businesses because this would have really, I think, helped us to shift our mindset away from being hard drivers just for long enough for us to have a little breath that and to enjoy this time of year. And so, Julie, I really appreciated this uh, topic. Yeah, I, it was fun writing it. And I think that part of my intention here is to help our listeners do what we try to do intentionally, and that is to build good habits of gratitude instead of just saying, hey, you know, it's getting Thanksgiving time or it's getting holiday time of year. Let's get into gratitude. Just have the attitude of gratitude for the entire year and to get into some really good habits. We should tell them in case you guys hear noise in the background, it's because we're in our cabin in the mountains of the, we're in our cabin in the Smoky Mountains, basically, and it is raining uh, pretty hard outside. And this uh, cabin has a metal roof. So if you guys hear any sort of uh, pitter patter in the background, it's probably Zoe or our Frenchie, Maxie. Or squirrels running across the ceiling. Or squirrels, but it's most likely rain. Yeah. So forgive us for the background noise. Hopefully it'll lend to the ambiance of Indeed. the holiday season. <laughs> yes. Well, so Cicero called gratitude the parent of all virtues. I think that's a good place to start. But the dictionary states that gratitude is the quality or the state of being thankful. Now, in doing a lot of research, I came across many different stories, some of them uh, modern, some of them less. So I actually read something this morning about Keanu Reeves, of all people 
who had a lot of tragedy actually in his life. His wife died in a car accident. His dad abandoned him when he was three. But he is known for being seen just as a regular guy walking around in New York and like just talking to people, buying coffee for people randomly and just, you know, giving of himself uh, and has been noticed doing that for his whole life. So that's just a little modern snippet. But I pulled out a story about the famous anthropologist named Margaret Mead. Some of you guys learned about her in school. Uh, Margaret Mead was asked by a student once what she considered to be the first sign of civilization in a culture. The student expected Mead to talk about clay pots, tools for hunting, grinding stones, or religious artifacts. But instead, Mead said that the first evidence of civilization was a 15,000-year-old fractured femur found at an archaeological site. Now, a femur is your longest bone in the body linking your hip to your knee. In societies without the benefits of modern medicine, it takes about six weeks of rest for a fractured femur, femur to heal. This particular bone had been broken and had healed. Remember, this was 15,000-year-old fractured femur. Well, Mead then went on to say that in the animal kingdom, if you break your leg, you simply die. It doesn't take long. You can't run from danger. You can't find drink or water. I'm sorry, you can't find food or you can't drink water or, or hunt. Wounded in this way, you're basically meat for your predators. No creature survives a broken leg long enough for the bone to actually heal. You get eaten first, right? This is a fact. Remember, she's an anthropologist. A broken femur that has healed is evidence that another person has taken time to stay with the fallen, has bound up the wound, has carried the person to safety, and has tended them through recovery. A healed femur indicates that someone has helped a fellow human rather than abandoning them to save their own life. This is evidence of civilized culture. So on that note, this podcast series is designed to help you live a greater life as a result of your gifts of gratitude. The more gratitude you show, the more you will personally feel it. This translates into a more fulfilled life with less stress, angst, and worry. Be overt about showing your thanks. You'll be closer to your own goals and achieve more contentment along the way. So how do we make this practical and tactical? How do you make gratitude a way of life and, of course, instantly reap those benefits. We've got 20 different ideas for you. So keeping this practical, and Julie wrote down some fantastic ideas, and I don't think I'm going to step on any of her points. One of the things, and you guys can test this now, so you're driving around, some of you are working out, you're exercising, some of you are, uh, you know, like uh, Zoe and Nana were doing yesterday, making holiday cookies for the UPS and FedEx guys, you know. Um, yeah, so one of the best ways to understand the power of gratitude is by actually experimenting with it. And if you just start finding something around you, and it could just be something that you see or someone that's around you, hopefully, or just something that you're grat that you are uh, grateful for. If you start focusing on that, on that person or that environment or that song, maybe, or the book you're reading, or, Hey, how about this podcast? <laughs> you immediately start changing your emotional state. And it's one of the most powerful tools to, you know, this is kind of a modern way of saying it to hack your mindset. Because most often people will say, well, you have to start meditating. You want to start being present. You want to work on your breathing. You want to, you know, sort of different, do different things to slow your anxiety down. But the first step is to definitely practice the power of gratitude. And I'll tell you where it's really omnipresent. This is one of the first things we teach people when they're, especially those that are full of uh, anxiety when it comes to doing direct, um, you know, sales solicitations, doing being, being proactive uh, lead generators is we'll tell them. Uh, to put their mind in a state of gratitude. Now, how can you possibly be in a state of gratitude when you're about to call a FISBO who might, you know, <laughs> say something to you that you're not ready to answer and your ego is going to say a FISBO is going to rip your head off or just all these types of thoughts, right? Well, here's how you do it. 
uh, you say and you write down, I am here to be of service to this person. My job is to help this person. I'm really going to try to use uh, whatever talents and skills and um, really my, uh, my desire to be of service to other people. And I'm going to use that and I'm going to be grateful for the skills and the talent I have. And I'm going to be present with this person when my total focus is going to be on helping them. Now, that is a form of gratitude. And, but what it does is it triggers something emotionally inside of you that unplugs your ego. So your ego is the thing inside of you. You could call it whatever you want to. You can call it fear. That's going to prevent you from doing the real work of real estate because your mind is going to fill with all these worst case scenarios. It's going to fill with what if, you know, he says this, all he says that. Right. And that's the reason so many people spend most of their lives getting ready to get started because their mind is constantly full of what ifs. They never actually, they're playing whack-a-mole emotionally constantly. Did I solve for this? Did I solve for this? Did I solve for this? And really what they're doing is their mind is basically filling, filling their um, their heads with fear and are preventing them from being of service to other people. Whereas if you just put yourself in that mental state, it's almost like to sound a little woo-woo, when you put your state, your mind in a state of gratitude or being of service to other people, you're sort of boiling at a higher temperature. You're breathing rare air. You're elevating beyond your normal uh, way of being where it's maybe more uh, rooted in fear and anxiety. Does this make sense, Julie? Well, it does. And I've had many coaching clients tell me that once they got clear on what you just explained, you know, being of service, getting out of your own way, focusing on the right stuff instead of the speculative what ifs, that all of a sudden the, the business became easier for them. That's a common comment that they say. Pleasurable, you know, even. It's, it's pleasurable. When I stop making it all about me, when I right. realize that, you know, when somebody says, no, I'm not interested in buying or selling real estate, well, you know what? Maybe they're just telling you the truth. Well, but <laughs> you, you know? just said something. Like, how often do people experience if So this is one of the things that Julie and I um, give you guys as a challenge, right? And we're being a lot... I think we've ratcheted it back a few gears this time of year, right? Yes. But one of the things that we do is we ask all of you to consider the fact that if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear the word hear the word no at least five times a day, that you're not actually doing your job. And that's hearing the word no from prospective uh, buyers or sellers, primarily sellers. So yeah, that's right. We're asking you to put yourself in a position where you could be rejected. And if you're not doing that at least five times a day, then you're not actually doing the real work of real estate. And if you actually were to take that challenge or use that as a bar that you're going to start setting for yourself in 2022, you're going to be amazed what you're going to accomplish in life. But the fun uh, secondary question to that, and this is something Julie and I have asked a billion times on Zooms and live events like you know, how often are you hearing yourself or putting yourself in a position to hear the word no every day? Most people, the answer is zero because what they're doing is they're insulating themselves from ever feeling anything that might even remotely feel like rejection. But guys, that is where the power is. That is where you're actually doing your job at the highest level. And so then the secondary follow-up question is, so what are you doing now? What, where are you spending your time? What, how are you insulating yourself from ever hearing the word no? And, and how are those things actually putting yourself in a position to help people and make money? And it's fascinating how quickly people realize that most of what they spend their time on is not only um, about basically isolating and insulating themselves, but it's also not going to result in them getting paid. So they're actually following the wrong path. You know, the goal shouldn't be to not hear no. No. Right? And I remember you were, you were causing me to remember a day that you and I were all full of ourselves walking into the office because we just took three listings in yeah. a row. And we we're like, oh, look at us. When we were bragging to our uh, broker, Rory. And he said, well, that's great, but obviously you're not going on enough appointments. And you and I looked at each other like, huh? And he said, well, you're not hearing no enough. And I think that was one of the times where we started to realize this. But yeah, your goal should not be 
on a daily basis to just be an all-out conflict avoiding because if you don't hear enough no's, you're not you're never going to get that yes. So how you tie all these thoughts together, and Julie's going to go to the first point here in a second, is that if you're putting yourself in a state of gratitude, if you start with a state of gratitude, you've now shifted the frequency of your mindset to a higher level. And then if you remember basically the other things we just talked about, then you're all of a sudden going to be more effective at doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level because you've I, you've essentially insulated yourself from all the, the ego voice, the chatter in your head that creates fear. So if you start with putting yourself in a state of gratitude, immediately you're operating at a higher plane. And then if you go the step beyond that and you remember that you're here to be of service to other people and that is, again, hand in glove with the feeling of being in gratitude or showing gratitude towards life in general, then you're going to become incredibly powerful in life, not just when it comes to proactive lead generation, but life in general, because people are going to gravitate towards you because you are now That's developing right. that certain it factor, that je ne sais quoi, that you have now, you're on your way of being that person that has that magnetism that everyone uh, wants to have, or essentially everyone wants to have people like that in their lives. That's right. And then all of a sudden you'll want to be talking with more people all the time because it'll be much more pleasant for you. You'll stop translating the no into rejection and you'll start understanding that maybe that just means not right now and the next person can't wait to talk to you. So this is our way of making something that's a little bit on the woo-woo side of the conversation practical, <laughs> practical for the sake of you guys helping people and making money as promised this podcast is all about practical and tactical. So Julie, yes. uh, go, let's go on to point number one. And these are all practical, tactical steps of things that you can do to put yourself in that higher state of consciousness and keep yourself there and have that then become who you are. That's right. So these are life habits, not just points about gratitude. So point number one, write five thank you notes daily. Now it's been proven that the simple act of writing thank you cards creates happiness, not just for the receiver, but also for the sender. That would be you. Studies have shown long lasting effects of this act of gratitude. By showing thanks, we become more grateful ourselves. When you write thank you cards, be specific. This is how it, it makes it really matter. It's not just, you know, throwing a card in the mail, right? So you might say something like, I'm so grateful for the kindness you showed me when I was feeling distraught last week. And then describe what it was they did. You really helped me and I appreciate you. I'll never forget your support. So make it personal and make it specific. There, there's several great books about how to write a, a handwritten card, uh, different ways of writing powerful thank you notes. And I think those are things that everybody should be using. So to put a slight, maybe more modern uh, spin on that, I do think it's equally as powerful as if you're sending somebody a text, truthfully. Well, a, sure. gra a gratitude note can take the best form is definitely taking the form of a handwritten note, especially if it's your hand, not some sort of bought driven thing yes. that's designed to make it look like, I mean, if you're using some sort of fakery to send out what appears to be a handwritten note, you can don't even do it. You completely miss the purpose. I mean, you're trying to hack showing gratitude. How, how, <laughs> lame, how lame is that? <laughs> you're spending money to hack showing gratitude so you can show gratitude at a higher level. But the end result is you're missing the damn point. Exactly. You're not actually showing gratitude. But if you want to show uh, gratitude, you want to do it digitally, uh, you can certainly, again, this time of year, you are, no, without a doubt, having more time on your hands in between wrapping presents and, you know, putting your decorating your uh, your Halloween uh, cookies you have time to then go on and and send people personal notes texts showing gratitude just do it even if you don't get a response back 
Don't let your ego fill with, oh, they didn't like me or they didn't receive it or I'm somehow. Don't make up stories about it. Don't make it about you. Make it about you just giving something to show appreciation. But be specific, right? When you say thank you, say what you're being thankful for. It's much more powerful. And I'll I'll give you another thing you can do. And this is, again, this is a digital form of the thank you note. Um, but you can, and I'm not going to make it so easy for you guys, but you should be leave. If you, for example, find this podcast to be of use and you're getting benefit from it. And this is the number one, listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals, at least the United States. And, you know, we've had something like 20 million downloads. So it's our honor to be your guys as virtual coaches. And maybe someday we'll become your real coach. But here's the thought for you. You can show gratitude towards us by giving us a five-star review on, um, on iTunes. And we've made it simple for you. Just text the number and here, just text five star to four, seven, three, seven, two, text the number five, then the word star, just text five star to four, seven, three, seven, two. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link so that you can go and leave us a five star review on iTunes. We'd certainly appreciate that. If you just go ahead and do that now, text five star to four, seven, three, seven, two. And again, that's the number five, then S T A R to four, seven, three, seven, two. And we'll text you back a link. And it makes it super easy for you to leave an, uh, a five star review, not just on iTunes, but also on Stitcher. Um, and there's another, uh, review link that we put in there as well. And if you're on, uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube or watching us on YouTube, do please give us a nice comment and do like the uh, video. We certainly appreciate that. So that's a way, for example, that you can show gratitude towards this podcast, but you can also show gratitude towards other people. And even if they don't respond to you, understand that the point wasn't to get a response. The point was for you to show appreciation and gratitude. And just by thinking about doing it, haven't you noticed you automatically feel a little bit you're elevating, right? You don't feel you're, if you're in an, an anxiety prone uh, mode right now, and you just think about giving somebody gratitude or showing gratitude towards somebody else, you notice how you change your state. Again, I don't understand. And Julie and I've never read why that's true, but it is an amazing gift that all of us have, that it's innate into all of us by showing appreciation and gratitude. It puts us at a higher state. And this is kind of convoluted, but this is really what it is of receiving from other people. And this is one of Julie's future points, so I'm not going to step on it. But ultimately, that's where this goes. By being a person that shows gratitude and shows appreciation, you actually receive what you give back and uh, with you know three, five, ten times X in return for having made the effort to show appreciation. Because so few people take the time to say thank you. So few people take the time to show appreciation. When you become one of the people that is the appreciation giver and the gratitude, uh, you know, essentially contributor, you will get that uh, raining back on you with so much appreciation that it will almost seem like you figured you've hacked life, basically. Well, especially when you do it habitually and not just, you know, completely randomly. Um, you know, the thing is you give what you get, you might not get back immediately. So again, get off of that thought. This is about you showing gratitude. And, and, you know, I did do a lot of research and read a whole lot of different things. And, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists who work with people who say, well, I'm stuck in a rut. Or sometimes you guys will say, oh, real estate's such a thankless job. Well, when was the last time you were thankful, be the leader that you want to feel more of, right? This is a great way, this whole uh, series of points is a great way to change that pattern 
of being stuck. Do you know what's interesting as we're going through this and I'm reading your next point is that a lot of people don't do this because they themselves don't feel like they're appreciation appreciated and they're not getting uh, That's right. people are being showing gratitude towards Thus them. perpetuating the crappy thought pattern. Right. You guys are stuck in this downward spiral. You're circling the t- emotional toilet bowl because you're not wanting to be the first person to you, you break the mold when you start showing appreciation and gratitude towards other people and you will get it back. It's um it's reciprocity, really, at the end of the day. That's yeah. what it is. And if you are, for example, and there's a shock, shocking to me, but after our 60-day U.S. tour, I realized this has really become true. And my example that you guys will understand in a second. In some parts of the uh, country, uh, if you open the door for somebody, they take that as some sort of a front, which is bizarre to me. That happened. Microaggression thing. That happened in San Francisco to me <laughs> I when I was opening the door for, uh, you know, women. Sometimes it happened. I. I stopped doing it, honestly, because I stopped wanting to have dirty looks or people saying for, under their triple mask something sort of like bizarre to me. But anyway, the point was, is just by simply opening the door for somebody or letting someone have a parking space that you'd normally have, what you will find is that person has this unmet, uh, this, uh, this debt to you that's maybe you don't, maybe they're not going to return the favor to you and open the door for you, but they're going to then show appreciation or gratitude towards somebody else. So what you've started by being the initiator of the gratitude and being initiator of that emotion that right, that forces people to rise to the next emotional level, you've in a lot of ways, you've started to basically make life in humanity better. That's right. The but, accumulation effect of your right. showing of gratitude. So point number two, and I know some of you guys do this. This is also great for kids, but I think we all need to do it. Keep a gratitude journal daily. When researchers ask people to reflect on their past week and write about things that either irritated them or about which they felt grateful, of course, those tasked with writing down positive experiences and observations were more optimistic, felt better about their lives, and actually visited physicians less. People study this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a thing. So there's a lot of different, uh, you can go to Amazon and find some beautiful gratitude journals, or you can just go and get a spiral bound notebook and call it your gratitude journal. Don't overcomplicate it. They're going to ask what happened to your, the, uh, the planner is different than the gratitude journal. But what, yeah. what happened to the planner? It's, it'll be first quarter. Okay. First quarter. Yes. Right. So you guys have heard Julie Maybe say I that. Maybe should add some gratitude pages to it. I you know. should. You'll make me, you should. You're making me think about that. Well, we have a, a planner that we, I've seen the, it's probably 90% done, but there were some things that, you know, Julie's a perfectionist. You guys know that Julie's a perfectionist. So we're going to relaunch it and it's going to be a first quarter product. You should add, definitely add some pages yeah. uh, about showing gratitude. Even if it's weekly. So yes, uh, but meanwhile, start keeping a gratitude journal. There's a lot of different versions of this. There's five-year journals where you have, uh, you know, January 1st for five years in a row. So you can actually compare where you are, you know, today versus five years from now. Interesting versions. Okay, so point number three, this is easy. All of you can do it all the time. Say a kind word. Make someone feel good about themselves unexpectedly. You can change somebody's day completely with one simple compliment. It doesn't take anything away from you to make them feel special. And Tim, I was reminded of this one day when I was dropping Zoe off at school back, you know, pre-COVID when we could actually talk to other parents on the drop-off. And I, I saw my friend Cindy, who has not one, not two, not three, but four munchkins going to the same school. So she had four different classrooms every single day to drop off said munchkins and was often looking a little bit disheveled and a little bit like, you know, I mean, honestly, she was lucky to get them there on time. But I said something to her just in passing. I said, gosh, you know, did you do something different to your hair? You really look pretty today. 
And it, about two or three hours later, she messaged me and she said, you made me feel so good on such a rotten morning. Thank you so much for that random compliment. And I thought, well, that, that I, didn't, I had forgotten about it after I said it, but it meant something to her. So say a kind word. Yeah. Well, so the, the kind word thing is, so why don't people do that? Just hover there. And it goes back to the previous comment about tangled the, up in their own mind. And kind of can, but also, it's because they're worried that what they're going to say is going to be misconstrued. Yeah, especially the, now when people are wound up about what the secret meaning of things might be and all that kind. Exactly, of but that keeps this yeah. is it's fascinating though. It mm-hmm. all starts and stops because there's no way people can listen to your points right now, Julie, mm-hmm. and not completely understand. I'd love for someone to show appreciation and gratitude towards sure. me. I would love for someone to give me a kind word, mm-hmm. but then why don't you do it? See, this is, this is where it starts and stops. You have to be the initiator. So if you're the one that wants this in your life, this is what Julie and I are trying to help you guys understand. A lot of you do understand this, but you just forget. We all forget, right? Life gets in the way sometimes. But if you become someone that's showing gratitude, if you become someone that's showing overt praise and giving a kind word to Julie, third point you start doing that and stop overthinking it start over stop over analyzing it stop worrying about what people are going to think stop thinking that somehow you're going to offend somebody it does not matter you can give it like you can just give compliments to anybody you can say what a you know women actually are well frankly julie's a master at this she mentioned cindy's hair but you know it's it's what you're wearing it's little pieces of jewelry well it really comes down to being more present right and noticing things about other people and situations more than you are focused on yourself but it's tiny little things if you say tiny little things to people you change the trajectory it could guys look it could just be their day maybe you just made them feel good for a second. But the reality of it is, is you could have completely and totally pivoted their lives Mm -hmm. for something you noticed. You help them feel special. And these don't, you don't just have to act this way towards people you're hoping to get something from. You can do it from random strangers, which actually makes it about a thousand times more fun because sometimes they're so taken aback (laughs) because nobody shows appreciation towards them. Nobody shows gratitude towards them. And if you say something, you know, if you're the person that's the initiator of that, you become in a lot of ways something magical, haven't you? I laugh because I was thinking about um, the coffee shop we go to here in Puerto Rico. And well, and you mean Murphy. I'm sorry, in Murphy. Yeah. I was thinking about Puerto Rico. And the owner is Puerto Rican. And yeah. I remembered that from like six months ago when we were last year. And I just something said something like, you know, nos vemos on the way out the door. It's showing uh-huh. that I remembered that. And she was just gushing and like, she couldn't believe that I remembered she was Puerto Rican and all this. And I'm like, okay, opened up that can of worms. But, but, now when but we, it was so random and basic, you know. Now when we walk in, it's, hello, Julie. I know. So you see. So make somebody's day better by saying a kind word. Now, point number four, this is true in general, in presentations, in life. Listen more than you speak. Be fascinated by who is speaking to you instead of looking around, checking your phone, or getting ready to make the conversation circle back to yourself. Make eye contact and listen with intent to remember, not just to respond. I think this is especially true when you're trying to expand your center of influence and you meet somebody new to actually remember something about them, about their family, about their, you know, their job. So point number four is really powerful, but it's also very hard for a lot of people Definitely, because they don't know. They think that the normal, it's like a conversation for a lot of you guys has become what you perceive to be uh, essentially professional level tennis, right? They say something, you say something, they say something, you say something. Yeah. It's constantly going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like they're going to tell you about their day. You're then supposed to somehow be obligated to tell about your day. They're going to talk about their dog. You're going to talk about your dog. You're going to try to relate to them by talking about yourself. And so this is the, this is a fallacy. 
the way to basically make it so that someone really feels special when you're listening to them is to listen to them. And here's the important caveats. Never talk about yourself. Don't bring up yourself more than what it would, it, what is necessary just to essentially move the conversation along. Um, and then ask questions about what they just said. In other words, you will not and it like, so you guys are thinking, well, I have to, you know, ask questions, even if they're talking about something I'm not interested in. Well, chances are you're not interested in what they're saying because you're too busy thinking about yourself or what you're going to say yes. to make it so that all of a sudden the conversation pivots to talk about yourself. So here's the hack to that. Basically, just listen, be present with what they're saying and find something in what they're saying that you can ask a follow-up question about or you can show interest in because in doing so, you again have elevated yourself in their mind but also elevated yourself internally, spiritually, if you want to even think you of it that way. You are being more present when you do it this way. You've sidestepped your ego. You've mm -hmm. sidestepped your desire to make it all about you. You have now become somebody that you've always dreamt of being. And on the other side of that, you're going to start finding, and this is the practical, tactical side, guys. We are what we are. You will start finding people want to do business with you because all of a sudden you have elevated yourself. So if you're now having this conversation with, you know, Bob at some holiday party or whatever, and again, your normal pattern is to listen to as, as long as you possibly can stand it to whatever the other person has to say and somehow mystically pivot the conversation back to you. Well, what if you don't do that? And what if now you're listening to what Bob has to say? He's talking about something that's mildly interested, uh, interesting to you, but you always make it about Bob. You ask him more questions about maybe what he said, or you could talk about something that maybe you knew about him from you know a previous conversation, but you do not talk about Bob. You make it so that he feels really important. You give him the sense of feeling important. You give him what you want. If you want to feel important, if you want to have recognition, if you want to have people you know essentially show gratitude towards you, give it away to other people. That's the key. That's right. And this also has a nice little side benefit, which is you can avoid worrying about things like overdoing mirroring and matching. You don't oh, have yeah. to screw around with well, mirroring shit, and matching. I don't know what you're talking about. NLP. Yeah. So NLP. NLP is very, I mean, it's a, it's sort of a fascinating premise basically, but what NLP is just to encapsulate this for those of you who never studied it. Program. Right. It, and essentially what happened is basically back in the really started in the fifties, but the fifties and really then the sixties, they studied people that were good communicators. They being quote unquote, uh, scientists, not really scientists, just aside, but, and it was all in this, it was definitely in the woo woo space. It definitely. was definitely in the, uh, the pseudoscience, AKA not even soft science, pseudoscience. Right. Okay. Yeah. So just keeping, we want to make sure that this is, you guys see this for what it was, but the gist of it was, and this is the interesting part is they study people that were good communicators. How did they stand up? How did they position themselves? How did they hold their heads? What did they do with eye contact? How did they, um, you know, how were they seen as good communicators? What is it that they did? How is it that they did it? And then they observed these people and they studied them. A lot of these people, interestingly enough, were salespeople that they originally studied. And then what they did is they then tried to make it into a pseudoscience and then teach it to other people. Mm -hmm. And so originally it was kind of an interesting study, but then it since got bastardized into some master so far. masterful way of manipulating other people. And that's what a lot of it has become. So people study NLP nowadays to try to somehow figure out a way to manipulate other people's behavior. And some of the things that are taught are just hilariously crappy, just horrible. Yeah. It, but it, uh, the hack basically, or the short, just first of all, you could avoid all that NLP stuff. Um, but it's a lot of stuff that will make all of you feel fake will make you all feel contrived and you won't want to do it. And even in an environment where you would otherwise have been successful because you're so busy focusing on how to be NLP ish, you're not going to, you're not going to feel like yourself. 
So go back to that previous point. Go back to the state of uh, gratitude. Go back to well, listen. listen more than you speak and actually for real listen, right? So you don't have to fake listen by doing this whole, you like we're talking about mirroring and matching where you try and match their speech pattern exactly. Stand like they're standing. Stand like they're standing. Move like they're moving. Use the words that they use. Well, if you're thinking about that, you're not really listening for context. And people can tell. People can totally tell. I remember, this is probably 20 years ago, you and I went to some new construction thing and the new build rep must have used my name 3,000 times. Yeah. Like the beginning of every single sentence to the point where I could not wait to get out of there. That's so the modern, a lot of the, uh, a lot of that sales training that's got really rooted in the 70s and sort of flourished in the 80s and into the 90s. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of these uh, people that are listening to us for the first time, maybe they're becoming salespeople or they're, they're real estate agents. Now they realize they have to become better salespeople to be successful. And they're reading all of this stuff and it's just confusing as hell. And the reason it's confusing as hell is because it's it, your intuition and your intellect is telling you that it's just fakery. And that's really what it is. Yeah, skip and, it. and guys, I'm not going to get on my soapbox. I promise you. But those of you who are planning on building your uh, business around your lead generation for 2022 around social networking as the primary, as the pointy end of your spear, you really got to hit hard reset on that thinking because it's just going to bring you to a state of, um, you know, frankly, frustration and probably financial despair. Fair. But the reality of it is, is a lot of that stuff, if you think about it, some of you, and this is the, Julie, I just can't believe it. I, I'm not going to get on my soapbox. Don't I pledge it. I won't do it. But those of you who are taking classes, learning how to do TikTok videos, where you're going to yeah. dance around with your for sale sign, and somehow that's going to attract people to you, that is the antithesis, the exact opposite of what you should be doing. How are you showing gratitude by essentially trying to act like you're some sort of, you know, solid gold dancer from the 80s yeah, there so I just Tim, dated myself <laughs> I want to sell my house today and so I'm going to go to TikTok and choose my realtor said no one ever <laughs> and will okay, never and say. never will that but, doesn't happen guys but why are people doing that it's, it's like distraction it's, it's more just, fun well it's because probably. they stumble across that misinformation yeah. and before they frankly discover us yeah. and then they start thinking well this must be what I'm supposed to do these no, people no, seem no. to be successful these TikTokers and whatnot because they had that many views exactly views must mean transactions and uh, then you go no. to some seminar or you stumble across somebody saying, I got, Inman is plagued with this. I got all my business, my, I got five deals from TikTok or I got, well, what they're not telling you is the people that were following them on TikTok were their centers of influence and past clients who would have probably done business with them anyway because they were also interacting with them on a regular basis. But they're somehow blaming this ridiculous or giving credit to this, you know, oh, hold on, I am on my soapbox. Yeah, all right, we're going to go back. Reel it in. <laughs> reel it in, sorry. Okay. We're going to go to point number five. Point number five is something all of you can do, and this is super fun. We have a cookie manufacturing plant going on in our kitchen right now. <laughs> it's total mess. <laughs> and that is number five. Bring cookies or flowers to a friend, a colleague, a neighbor. Make dinner for somebody who's recovering from an illness or just had a baby. Random acts of kindness are always appreciated. I did put a picture of Zoe oh, holding yeah. some cookies that she decorated on Instagram. Oh, yes. If you guys want to check that picture out, just go to uh, Tim and Julie Harris, you know, on Instagram and you'll see the pictures. We've been putting actually a lot, a lot of holiday pictures from our cabin up here in the Smokies. Um, so you guys can sort of uh, enjoy the holiday season along with us. And please do the same too, because we'd love to see how you yeah. guys are spending your holiday please. season. You know what? Let's wrap for today. I believe and let's pick up place. this. A lot of people are in a lower you know, energy cycle this time mm -hmm. of year. So let's give them some homework, okay? Sure. So the homework is, first of all, if you're, um, we're posting these notes just as we read them uh, on as a, let's see, where are we putting? We're probably going to put them everywhere. Instagram, we're going to put them on uh, all every place where this podcast is. 
uh, going to be repurposed. Now, on some of the uh, podcast syndication sites, they don't let us put all of our notes, but iTunes does, uh, YouTube will. So we're going to put these notes on there. And so the first couple things that Julie, really number one is your homework. Your homework is to write five thank you notes and do that for the rest of this year. It's not that long, guys. It's already, you know, we're already basically through the first week in December. So do it for the next three weeks and write five thank you notes. And your other homework assignment is, and please do do this, do text a five star as in the number five and star to four seven three seven two text five star to four seven three seven two and do consider leaving us a five star review on stitcher or itunes or wherever we'd certainly appreciate it what that does for us frankly is when we read the five star reviews and it's give us a five star but read leave a couple comments too is that it does make us feel good. It does make us know that we're on the right track. But also what it does, and this is the cool thing about social networking, this is how to use it, right, versus having it use you, is that then we'll let other people know that are also in the real estate industry that, you know, Bob liked the podcast and you might like it as well. And so they help us to basically elevate our message and take our message to the masses, even on a grander scale than we already are. And we certainly appreciate it. So if you're looking for a way of showing gratitude towards the <laughs> 2000 plus podcasts that are there waiting for you on real estate coaching radio or podcast. We would certainly appreciate you just texting five star to four, seven, three, seven, two. And, and it, again, it's the number five, the star to four, seven, three, seven, two. And when you do, we'll text you back a link, click the link in your text. And then you can then leave us a five-star review on whatever your uh, podcast listening widget might be. In the meantime, guys, happy holidays. We'll talk with you on the show. We're going to be doing shows all the way up probably to the last week in December. Don't you think? Give or take. Yeah. And then we might take two weeks off. Our daughter's birthday is on January 1st. I think we'll probably have to do a podcast that week just so we can Mm -hmm. talk about her birthday and her turning eight. That'll be be something a lot of people enjoy. Yes. I often wonder if people listen to us for our uh, Zoe stories more than they listen to us. Well, they should check out her. I, you were mentioning her cookie project, cookie slash art project. I think every type of cookie glitter. And she was upset that I had only gotten red, white, and green for the Christmas cookies. So she made, when we went to get groceries the other day, I had to find pink icing <laughs> and we couldn't find purple. So she actually made purple in the kitchen herself. Smart so, girl. Art project it is. So happy holidays, everyone. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow and more on gratitude. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.